Hey guys, welcome to the uh, the Twilight Zone of our Twilight Zone. episode today. Uh, it is the 6th of February, and we had previously begun recording this episode and found out we don't understand how equipment works, and we're back at it again now. And yeah, it's literally the Twilight Zone because we don't know what's going on anymore. I, I thought we were supposed to be doing an Amish podcast. <laughs> yep. So, um, I'm James. I'm Richard. And this is Frankie. And uh, we're the Dorkside News Network, uh, hoping to bring you maybe not up to the day news, but important nerd news for this week. News within 12 hours. Yes. And, well, I don't know if it was 12 some hours. Some of my some stuff is within 12 some hours. Of it's with, yeah, it's pretty some, good. Some of it's yeah. yeah. Um, so, again, did you guys watch the Super Bowl? No. No. I, but I do want to point out. I'm not some sort of elitist geek who's like, <laughs> I'm too good for the Super Bowl. No, um, I think everybody should love their fandom. And I think that people who love NFL are geeks of their own type. Well, I, from what I understand, too, because I didn't watch it either. But the people who love the NFL also didn't like the Super Bowl. So <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. Yeah. It wasn't a good episode. It was a, it was, it was a filler episode of, of Super Bowl. It was a repeat. Yeah. It actually was because, you know, nipples were out and everything this time, too. So, <laughs> all right. So with the Super Bowl, the reason I bring it up, we got a lot of news that came in from the Super Bowl. Uh, first bit of news that came in was um, scary stories to tell in the dark. So these are trailers for new shows that are coming out. That's what we're kind of focusing on. here. Yes. Yeah. Uh, these are actually I think that so I, I know scary stories to tell in the dark is a movie. OK, yeah. And. The next bit of news we're going to talk about also was Twilight Zone, but I don't know the Twilight Zone is going to be a movie. It wouldn't make sense. It was should be a TV show. There, there was a Twilight Zone TV yeah. show though, so I mean, it could be. There, way. It should be. A, it should be a TV show. Like, because I'm thinking. I mean, everybody called Black Mirror the old Twilight Zone, so why not bring Twilight Zone back and make it the Twilight Zone again? It's the new Black Mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Twilight Zone. <laughs> <laughs> so scary tell scary stories to tell in the dark. Yes. Which I think came out after I was a, a kid. But. Yes. And I think it came out well, uh, when we were kids. Me 90s, and Frankie, at least. I guess, 90s. Yeah. Somewhere around there, yeah. yeah. Uh, Guillermo del Toro is in charge of making this, and we are fans of his that's, creepiness. Yeah, and it's just one thing that makes me super excited about it. Um, the other part of it being that we're getting a series or something about the story stories to be... Scary stories to tell in the dark. Okay, yeah, there we go. <laughs> It's not like the uh, last week's episode with extremely wicked, vile, and I don't remember even what it was. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so excited about that. Uh, was even more excited to find out that it was, in fact, Guillermo del Toro. Because I'm sure they were, they were in the room and they were going, what weird director can we bring in that's freaky, he's weird. And they were like, what about that guy that did Pan's Labyrinth? And they're like, that's it. We need him. I, I just want to see him do a McDonald's commercial. I want him to be kind of a little hard up on money, and he's like, you know what? I'll, I'll do a McDonald's commercial. <laughs> and if you guys are, it looks amazing. If you guys thing. have a Patreon, which by the way, Patreon at uh, the Dorkside Cookie Patreon, come uh, come talk to us there. We'd like to answer questions, send us you know comments and stuff. But if you are a part of the Patreon and want to send us a question, I just wanted to point out that I wanted to see who remembers the creepy Japanese commercials. Which I'm going to show Rich after the episode's done. But there were some really freaky... Oh my god, I can't even explain them. There was one where Ronald McDonald was hiding under the bed. <laughs> and uh, the girl's like, I like it what's already. going on? And then he comes out and he's just staring at her. And then he just leaves. And he was like, McDonald's. And you're like, what the hell? 
And there's another one where he's just like staring out the window and he like looks at her and then he runs, but he runs abnormally fast, like 50 <laughs> miles an hour. And you're like, I don't know what the hell's going on in these commercials, man. <laughs> Creepy. That's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I said before, um, Twilight Zone was also announced or the teaser trailer was dropped. And I, th- I just think Jordan, uh, I think Key and Peel, both of them are amazing. And they've both gone to do their own things. Yeah. I, I really hope kind of sad. I really hope that they come back together and you know do stuff yeah. together again. But they've both been amazing, and I can't wait to see what Jordan Peele does with uh, the Twilight Zone. It looks like it's going to be awesome. So good. They His did. voice is so great. Yep. And that's what I was trying to point out was so in the Key and Peele skits, he did like his Twilight Zone voice, and you're trying not to laugh at it because you know it's uh, you know it's going to be a joke. But he uses that same voice in the Twilight Zone trailer. And you're like, this isn't funny though. Twilight Zone didn't wasn't intentionally funny. Like there might have been a funny part, but none of that was actually supposed to be funny. And so, I've already you know tied the two mm-hmm. together in my head. So I'm like trying not to laugh, and I'm like, oh, he's actually being serious, and it's weird. Like I don't know how to take this. He's a comedian, and he's being serious. I'm excited. I, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited for it. Yeah, no, really. I'm I'm super excited, just because. Uh, he was orig- the original uh, person behind uh, Get Out, right? Was that Key or is that Peel? I think it was. I, I think it was Peel. I think both of them worked on it. I'm gonna look it up while you continue telling your story real quick. But but uh, I really liked the movie how it portrayed like not the joke parts. Mm-hmm. I mean the joke parts were funny, obviously, but the parts of portraying like the fear and like the scary factors, like of how uh, the person would feel. Real like was really like like I really felt like damn like like they these people are crazy. <laughs> I really uh, like what's going on? Written and directed by Jordan Peele. Yeah. So that, so you see after I saw that. Um, uh, by the way, I'm not on board with the fact that it got rated as like uh, best comedy. <laughs> Um, wasn't supposed to be funny. Yeah, it wasn't supposed yeah, to be funny. Sometimes but, it was uh, the best comedy, so. Yeah, I mean, people mix it up all the time. I mean, we also got Oscar nominations for Black Panther, finally. So, yeah, yeah. things are changing. I don't know. I'm excited. But, yeah, if you haven't seen, if you want to see what Jordan Peele does, watch that movie. Uh, and you'll see what kind of skills he's got. And I will guarantee you'll want to see uh, him do Twilight. Yeah. What I think is interesting is Twilight Zone. Do not uh, compare this to Twilight. That's <laughs> fucking sparkly vampires. Sparkly narrator. <laughs> um, what I think is interesting is you know in in the uh, beginning of the Cold War, that's when we had the Twilight Zone first kind of come out. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a reflection of the fears and anxiety that the world kind of had at the time, and we're entering kind of this dark time again where like r- literally right now, if Russia wanted to, they could just be like, Oh, whoops. We just wiped out Europe. They, they my ha- bad. They I, have that bomb. I hit and my, my diet. Russia Coke. China? No, Russia. I hit my diet Coke button. No, they have a 250 megaton bomb, 250 yeah. that they made to uh, put onto the ocean floor to cause a tsunami so massive that it would destroy all the coastland uh, coastline in Europe, which is basically most of Europe. And they've and the scientists have already verified that the technology works, and they and they have it. Russia has it. I so feel this like, is the beginning of of the next Cold War because I feel like there's I'm, nothing we can do to stop it. I'm obligated to say this. Welcome to the Twilight Zone. <laughs> 
I, I meant Sorry to if you my... didn't know that that was the, the case. This this has been over the past like month or so. If you guys can't so, see Frankie, so, he's I, I kind just, of scared right now. <laughs> I just want to know, like, nations aren't like, uh, no, the, no, the fuck you can't. <laughs> no, there's uh, nothing you can do to stop it. Watch me. <laughs> nothing any any country, no country can do it because you can't shoot it down. You literally just have a submarine that just kind of like putters around and then drops off this bomb. Done. <laughs> because your weapon doesn't have to get anywhere near the target. But it's, it's just like... That's why it's another Cold War. Because with, you know, the beginning of the Cold War was we can't stop it. Yeah. But then we came up with anti-missile abilities to stop things. And they said, like, basically... I'm just... Yeah. Sorry. Sorry for blowing your mind. It feels like an episode... Or it feels like the Avengers. And I'm not talking about... Our Avengers, I'm talking about the English movie, The Avengers, where it was Sean Connery who could control the weather. Yeah. That Avenger, that's what it feels like It's we're part of right now. Yeah. It's, it's creepy. Yeah, basically Russian mafia have control of a weapon that can destroy Europe. And for a segue, The Avengers trailer was also shown the next 30 seconds. Yeah. Spot. Oh, boy. So yeah, many I lies. I got the chills oh, when yeah. I watched that trailer. Because, like, cause, like the, that kind of constant, like, thump, like, the boom, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and, like, just gets faster a little bit by a little bit. And then, uh, but just the line Cap says is, I, which I assume was Cap. I assume it's him saying the line. And you don't know Chris Evans' voice? Nah, I don't know. <laughs> Are you racist? <laughs> but it was definitely uh, all superheroes sound the same. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Wakanda um, forever. <laughs> <laughs> yep, uh, that's Chris Evans right there. <laughs> anyways, um, I it, it's really like it punched to me like some people just let go. Some people just like you know. Well, I, I don't remember the exact lyrics, but or lyrics, uh, the lack <laughs> the exact words. But when he just goes, but not us. Yeah. Um, yeah. He said everyone's gone, but not us. No, no, no. I thought he said everyone uh, can move on, oh, but not us. Yeah. Shit, I need to watch the trailer again. Because then. he's like in a... Because uh, they're state, like they're Avengers. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Like people, people will just let it go. He's, and he's attending like a survivor's guilt meeting. Yep. And, and Kevin Smith pointed that out too. He's like, the Avengers need something to avenge. Like, yeah, they've had a few things, but this is the thing that needs to be avenged. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that they've skipped like I guess like a year into the future. Um I I think it's very interesting all of the different spaces where it looks like they deleted out a character. So we don't know yeah. who's gonna be there. And I since and I know you guys are gonna make fun of me, but I has since last week's episode watched Ant Man and the Wasp finally. And so now I am on board with everybody else going, How the hell did he get out? And I know that's what everybody was thinking for the the post credit scene from Ant-Man and the Wasp. It showed them going back in to capture uh, quantum energy to help Ghost become... But we still have no idea where she is. Yeah, which, yeah. And um, he gets stuck in the quantum realm because the snap happened while he was in there. And he was all like, hey, which, it's not which, funny, guys. Let me out. And that, that in and of its, to, to me, I'm like, what the, like... How, like him being in that quantum realm, how does that not like because the snap is supposed to 
you know, affect everything. It could have affected him, though. He said, okay, so the, the, the quote from Thanos is, I, I'm going to wipe out half of the stuff in the universe. The quantum realm is outside of our universe. Really? Yes, because it's yeah. another realm. It's it's another realm. It's it, a parallel universe, basically. Well, uh, so that's well. You so like there's like the whole empires I, and I'm stuff. Cons- like I was saying, really, because technically Asgard is in a different realm, and so is Kamal. Um, but they can take a spaceship from Asgard to Earth, but you so can't take in- a spaceship from the the quantum realm to. And you can't. Well, I mean, in Kamal, you can't. You can't just walk to it. That's true. It's so no, yeah, but Kung, Kung Lao's already been destroyed. <laughs> From what we know. Way to bring up the past, Frankie. Uh, but no, so... And Fist like weeping in the, the, in the corner the, like too soon. The biggest question that it left with me and I think was stuck with everybody else after I finally saw it was the the key point of that is was... Um, not Is it not Hank? Oh my God, Scott Lang. Was Scott Lang supposed to be taken out by that snap? Because... If he was supposed to be taken out by that snap and he was in the quantum realm, it proves that it didn't get everything right. And that might be what triggers our whole event to bring the Avengers back and bring everybody back. Because, you know, like if 50 percent, if he was one of that 50 percent that was supposed to be gone, but wasn't in the universe. That seems like such. Doesn't that seem like such a hard concept to explain to the audience that basically, like, they wouldn't (laughs) bother? I understand it. I don't know. (laughs) You explain what? I understand what. Like, what is? What did you? What did you just say? Explain. Explain to me. Scott Lang is basically in a parallel universe, the quantum realm. All right. And when Thanos snapped to destroy half the stuff in the universe, Scott Lang was not part of our universe to be snapped out of. So does that mean that Scott Lang is the the key to making everything happen? How, how does that make him the key? Because I don't know. That's that's what they're people were saying that it, Ant-Man, if Ant-Man were around, all he would have had to have done is gone in the glove, grow and hello. Well, yeah, I mean there's a lot of things. If Thor would have hit him in the head instead of the heart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was funny because but like, it, it like they're like the heroes that they didn't put in the movies. Like people were like, they could have just stopped everything. And I'm like, could have. Yeah, but uh, they weren't there, and we don't know where Captain Marvel was at this point. True, which that'll be exciting. Uh, they they have to have some way to tie that together in the in the sense that Captain Marvel has to be doing something important or be gone for some reason to not fight Thanos. So so the facts that we know. Right, as opposed to conjecture, we know that this trailer is no more than twenty minutes of the of the beginning of the movie. Yeah, Feige said that. Kevin Feige. 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 Kevin Feige said that. So, in the first twenty minutes of this movie, all of this stuff happens. They get Ant Man. They see something from the sky, probably Captain Marvel. Yep. Um, there's a character they wanted deleted out of two of the scenes where they're like walking and there's a space. So they deleted these characters. Um, if, if any of these scenes are even in the movie, because before they put in <laughs> fake scenes that weren't even like part of the movie. Marvel's a high level beating us. Like that wasn't there. What the hell? And then, uh, well, the, the key points I wanted to point out was you said one of them, they were at a, like a survivor's guilt. Yeah. meeting which i thought was important to yeah. you know it was cool um 
they're they're trying to live with it, and it might show us a time frame of how long it's been since the snap. Well, to Black there. Widow's hair is growing quite yep. a bit too, yeah. so it looks like at least nine months to a year. And the Ronin's here now, which was no, he's Haw- not Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Haw- well, they're not calling. Well, we don't know if they're going to call him Ronin or not yet. Uh, it doesn't really matter. He's not Ronin. Yeah. Okay. If fair. they call him Ronin. He'll still be dressed as Hawkeye. Yeah. Still dressed as Hawkeye, still with the bow. No, um, they, they showed him with daggers and stuff that was... No, yeah, because he takes the helmet off. Yeah. In the first trailer, they showed him with a completely different getup. Yeah. He had swords and everything. Oh, but this in this trailer, he's Hawkeye. Yeah. So in the first 20 minutes, he's Hawkeye. But later on in the movie, he might become Ronan. It showed both. I think it showed both in the most recent trailer. Because I did see a part where he had knives and stuff. But I think I also did see the Hawkeye part, too. So it's... it's I don't know. I don't know. Um, but the other part that I found was important was uh, the, the Tony Stark part that everybody remembers from the first trailer with him talking into his helmet to leave a yeah. message for, uh, oh, God, for, uh, for, uh, now what's his, oh, my what's, God, what's her name? Friday. No, not Friday. Well, Friday is the AI. <laughs> Pepper Potts. Thank you. Yeah, Pepper. Pepper Good Lord, I just spaced so bad. Uh, he's leaving the message for Pepper. But in the new trailer, we actually freeze framed it. We paused it for a second and you can see. Tony Stark working on something. There was a with light nebula. with Nebula sitting right next to him. So we know he's not alone the whole time. Yeah. So Nebula's there. We don't know why. Yeah. And we also know she didn't get snapped out, which is Yeah, good. and we don't know if this is before or after. Yep. Because if that's that brings up another point. So if this is supposed to be a year later, like how long has Tony Stark can't survive a year in space without, you know, food and water and stuff. Yeah, I mean, personally, I think Nebula caught up with them. And, yeah. Yeah. But what is kind of cool is is this does go back to, hey, Tony Stark, like Iron Man 1, where he's in a cave and he builds the Iron Man suit. Here he is. He's in space with all the super advanced technology. He he shouldn't just give up. Yeah. He can he can he fix could, this stuff. I think he could. He, he honestly, push comes to shove with that ship, he could probably just tear, like, use the pieces like we're thinking and literally just make a suit that can travel across the universe. And I mean, how much of Friday is there? Like, can Friday do some advanced analysis and stuff too for stuff that he needs? Because Friday's. Is Friday more advanced than. Uh, what's the name of the ship? Jarvis. No, not Jarvis. The uh, I forgot the name of the ship was. Yeah. Uh, wait. No, because I'm thinking of the Milano, but that's. No, the, the, that... the Milan. No, the Milano was the Guardians of the Galaxy ship. They Isn't were, that this? The they were on the ship that um, Thanos is uh, crew. What's the, what's his name? Oh, what's you his mean name? they're still a High Lord? He's still in that stupid ship. Oh, you know what? That's even a good point. Are they on the Milano or are they on that ship? Because I don't even know. I thought they were on the Milano. So that's a, that's another good point. Anyway, I'm sure the Milano is more advanced than than uh, <laughs> yeah. Friday. Yeah, but anyway. So that's, a, that's the stuff. It's, yeah. It's cool. I'm, I'm excited. And I mean, we don't have that long to wait, actually. I mean. Just a month and a half. Yeah. Yep. And we're going to get back to back to back. We're going to get Captain Marvel. We're going to get Avengers. And then we're going to get Spider-Man. And, Fucking ready. And I, yeah. It's like if they came out with a movie every um, every month, I would go every month. Yeah. Okay. They could come out with a movie every week and I'd still, I'd pay it. Actually, I would. No, you wouldn't. Movie pass. You just sit in the total crappy spot, like <laughs> you. You got your own seat in the theater every time. I'd be like yelling, like, "Hey, hey Frankie, spot. like, like, let us know if you need anything. We're up here in the good spot." So, what do you think it's gonna be rated? You think it's gonna be rated PG thirteen? Endgame. Yeah. 
um, Disney has said that everything will be PG-13 out of the Disney studio. Oh, but wait. Oh. <laughs> Segway. Segway. Sorry, I just wanted to set that one up. I know. Uh, now that Disney owns Deadpool, people were asking, what are they going to do with Deadpool? And Disney straight up said, we're going to leave Deadpool's rating in R, and we're going to let him do what he does. He's going to Deadpool But they also things. said that we're not going to release it from a, from the Disney studio. <laughs> yeah. So I, they they do own it or they own the rights to it now, but they're gonna. Let, I think they're gonna let Fox just keep it all alone. Yeah, I think they should just you know just go full on dork side and say Disney after dark. <laughs> so this is what you guys wanted to see. This is what you guys really wanted to see. <laughs> That'd be interesting. I don't see them doing. I know so. it's just gonna but be it Fox. Would, it would be like that's the day. Are they even allowed to use Fox? I don't know if that they're allowed to use Fox. They might have to come up with a new name. I think they hmm. bought all the rights of Fox, but because Fox retains Fox News, I they might have retained their name. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's confusing. Well, well, I mean, what if they just what if they brought back Marvel Knights? <laughs> I I am all for it, but um, I think they didn't want to use Marvel. They didn't want to use Disney's. They they want to have a more neutral studio so that. People aren't confused. That's what they say they're worried about. They're confused because little old grandmas might take their five-year-old, which totally um, they'll take their five-year-old to Deadpool go right see, now. Take your little five-year-old to go see it anyway. Me too. That's right, what well, I say. So I worked at a movie theater a long time ago, and um, this was back when American Pie and all that stuff was free popcorn to get famous. And we had a, a, an older couple, probably mid-70s, I'd say. They were, they were fairly old. Um Came up and they wanted to see American Wedding, not knowing what it was about. We tried telling them several times, you do not want to see this movie. It is not what you think. And yeah, they came out of the theater and they're like, we were very upset. That movie is like, we warned you. We gave you fair warning. That is an awful movie for you guys. We think it's hilarious. But um, I also would just like to point out that if Disney do a, if Disney did do a, a Disney After Dark thing like that and Moreno Baccarat is there, you can have all my money. <laughs> 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 all right so uh oh no the last bit of news that just came up today um bright did you guys watch bright hell yeah i, I love bright fucking loved bright fucking i would have loved it more if it was Shadowrun, but i loved it for almost being Shadowrun. <laughs> i just like will smith and i still believe that that man has not made a, a horrible movie yet even even after earth i still liked it but um yeah, they got a, they got a, what was, what did I say? It was a set producer, uh, production designer. Sorry. Yeah, they're putting it all together. It's, yeah. it's been approved. It's been um, approved. We, I knew it was green a while ago, but we didn't know when we were going to get it. But they have a production designer now, which means they're rolling. They're, they're going. Yeah. So, which is great. Bright 2 is coming. And with the way that story ended, oh, I can't wait to see what they do next. So, this is an um, explicit uh, contrariness to the critics, right? So, it was universally panned by the critics. And the audience loved it. And so we're getting another one because Netflix doesn't care about critics. They care about who watches what. <laughs> the critics were like, your movie sucks. And we went, no, it didn't. And Netflix went, fuck you, critics. Basically. Yeah. yeah it's legitimately what's going down. So what do you think about that? Like when, when the critics um, are so opposite, right? They, they give Last Jedi a super high rating. And um, in here they give bright a super low rating so i think that has a lot to do with um one yeah, of the but do you think it's a problem 
I think it has a lot to do with the inspiration to where our other YouTube channel came from. Taste this. Yeah. Um, Sean Evans, Hot Ones. We just watched it. Uh, the latest episode with Gordon Ramsay and Gordon Ramsay has lots and lots of critics. Sure. Because yeah. he's a restaurateur. And he was saying the, the thing that pointed out to me was the critic was just having a bad day and wanted to blame somebody. And that's that's what I feel like a lot of those critics were doing with maybe not all of them, but some of them were just like, I wanted to be impressed because it's Will Smith and I wasn't impressed enough. OK, but so um, if you if you're honest with yourself mm-hmm. and you put on your um, French artistic hat. So now you're a person who has no joy in your heart. (laughs) But, but you have an excellent understanding of story, theme, tempo, and the art of creating movies. Think Think of all the movies you've made and you compare Bright to so many other great movies. Don't you feel like there's something missing from Bright? I, I feel like there's something. I, and I, I, I do. I, I can say that there's something missing. I would not say it was a bad movie or that it should have gotten the ratings that the critics gave it. But so, I do feel like there's something missing. And I also feel like that something missing could be what they're putting into Bright 2. I, I, honestly, I, I think that Bright 2 is going to be Terminator 2 versus Terminator 1. There's a core something amazing in Terminator 1 that the movie did not reveal. Yes. Right? No, no I don't tell anybody to watch Terminator 1. <laughs> but Terminator 2 is amazing. We actually, on our bucket list, our movie bucket list, Terminator 1 was on there, and we were excited to watch it, and we finished it, and we are like, I forgot how bad this movie right? was. Why did I like Terminator so much? And it, yeah, it's yeah, Terminator so 2. Yeah, so I think Bright 2 is going to be the one that's going to hit it out of the park. Yeah. I also feel like, because they mentioned that there's, there's, what, three races. Maybe there's a whole race they missed. Well, I mean, there's pixies too. There was pixies. The, the, there was dragons. I think at one point too. Yeah. So there, there's got to be some. They're holding on they, to uh, they, some well, mythical race. Yeah. Well, the guy, I don't know, remember who's directing it, but I think that in an interview and he said like he literally took a lot of inspiration from D and D. Yeah, that's that's the easiest. Yeah, I mean, Shadowrun is D and D in Blade Runner. Yeah, and so. I wish they would have just gone to Shadowrun, but instead they just went and did the same thing again, which is D and D in um, kind of modern, kind of like five years in the future, ten years in the future, right? It's not like super in the future, but it sure seems like it's a little bit more oh, gritty. Oh, yeah, a little bit than, ahead of our time. Yeah, a little bit ahead of our time. So, but I mean, like I said, Will Smith's an awesome actor. Excited to see more from him. Um. So I, don't, I think this is a show that we're talking about next. Yeah, so this is still a show. Um, Fox is adapting uh, the graphic novel series Talent to a show with the same name. So this is the concept of talent. The, um, this, this guy is um, on a plane and he's traveling, you know, wherever. And, it, and a stewardess is like, hey, sir, everything's going to be okay. And he's like, what? And then the plane blows up. And they're like, you know, then it skips to the people re- like rescuing him. And they're like, well, what caused it? Like what it has to, it had to have been terrorists. But then they discover one man survived. And this man has inherited the talents of 140 something people. And it turns out that 
the plane was destroyed by a Catholic cardinal. And this Catholic cardinal is doing things like like torturing people's daughters to destroy faith. And he seems to like his goal is for the world to have no faith. And these angels have like basically saved this guy. Now he has the like the the skills. So that he's like a champion level boxer. He can do origami. He can do like everything that these 140 something people can do. So you can see like as a TV show, every episode, one or two people, he's going to basically solve their like remaining dramas or life, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And he's going to have all these different skill sets. He was an English professor before, but now he's all these people. Mm. And he's got like weird conspiracies and you've got this weird Catholic evil uh, concept kind of going on, but maybe this cardinal is like a devil's cardinal or something. I mean, I, I don't even know. I've only gotten like maybe three or four books into the series before I kind of got distracted. But um, yeah, so uh, it's going to be a prequel series. There's a strong audience of people who love this this graphic novel series. And uh, uh, they're going to gender flip the main character instead of Nicholas. It's going to be Nicole. I I assume that's part of the selling point. Like, hey, uh, diversity. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind it. I, I don't feel like from what the story you told, I don't feel like it's crucial that it has to be a man. I don't think it has to be a man, but I would have almost felt better. Like, hey, we're going to tell this story and we're not going to tell you whether it's going to be a man or a female. And instead, if you find this amazing talent then you hire them. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether a man or a female. I just can't wait, you know, maybe three or four years into the future, five years in the future, we get to this point where we hire the best person for the job. And then if you get a Kristen Bell, who's like this amazing personality who just like is a bright star, mm-hmm. you hire them. Yeah. And if it happens to be a guy, you hire them and you just like this. It's kind of like uh, home alone. The, the director of home alone made home alone for Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. He, yeah. He made it just for him. So the, uh, they, they're still writing the pilot episode for this show, which means to me, it's a little bit early to really be fixated on this idea that, Oh, it's a woman. Yeah. I don't mind. Honestly, in this case, I don't care. I, in the, in the three chapters I read, I don't care. Like it's literally the same story, whether it's a man or a woman. Yeah. It just bothers me that part of the selling point to the producers to like get the the thing published was, hey, this is a story with a female lead. Like it seems, yeah, because I I think that's what would piss me off too is like a man has a, all these talents and he could do this and they're like no, like, a woman has all these talents he could do this. Oh yeah, yeah. Like what's yeah. Yeah. Again, I, I have no problem with it as because it has no bearing on the story whatsoever. But they didn't even have to mention it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, regardless, it seems like 2019 is shaping up to be just the year of the weird. We're getting yeah, all kinds of strange stuff. Everybody's looking for um, comic book adaptations and things from the past really? to kind of yeah. like re- reinvigorate. Yeah. Because like, we got we talked about Umbrella Corporation. Uh, or no, I'm sorry, Umbrella Umbrella Corporation's Umbrella Academy. Umbrella Academy last week. We have Stranger Things coming up again, which is literally weird. Yeah. That's, that's what it's about. Uh, we got Twilight Zone we just talked about today. Yep. Like everything coming out is just strange. And I am excited to see what comes out of the rest of this year because there's a lot. There's a lot coming. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> speaking of weird. Yep. I thought I was going to go somewhere else with that and I didn't. So... <laughs> 
Aquaman just came out recently. And so, of course, um, <laughs> Death Battle had to had to ask the question we've all been wondering. Yes. Can he swim? Oh, no, sorry. Uh, <laughs> who wins in the fight, Aquaman or Namor? So, um, you know, it, it was kind of obvious after Aquaman is now officially, as of last week, the biggest DC film of, I think, of all time. Yep. And um, which is good because I fucking hate Batman. So and, <laughs> and so the question was, uh, is Marvel going to do something with Namor? And the, the answer is maybe if they buy Namor from Universal or whoever owns it, because it's like they're all messed up with their. <laughs> yeah, it's just I don't get I mean, they're like, we just bought Fox like. It's just, it's just funny because DC's like, we have Namor. And Marvel's like, we have all of these. No, you mean DC's like, we have Aquaman. <laughs> so, yeah, Aquaman. And you're like, Marvel's like, well, I mean, we have, what do you want? I can just throw superheroes at you. Yeah. I got hundreds. But no, what, the ones they want are the ones that they can't quite do stuff, stuff with. Yeah. At any rate, so Death Battle did it, uh, Aquaman and Namor. Um, and they went through, they did a good job. They really, they really went through all the things. Uh, oh, Namor can fly. Oh, but Aquaman has a trident that lets him fly. Oh, um, Aquaman can control fish. Oh, Namor can uh, control fish. Um, Aquaman has uh, the ability to empower. Anything he controls becomes more powerful. That's part of his magic. Huh. Namor's doesn't. So you're saying there's sharks, but when Aquaman gets a hold of it, there's sharks with fucking yeah. armor. <laughs> Namor is stronger than the Incredible Hulk. Oh. But Aquaman, uh, so in the strongest, the, the biggest feat of strength they've ever seen with the Incredible Hulk was in the Secret Wars in the 80s. Hulk was um, lifting up a mountain to protect the rest of the heroes from, I think Dr. Doom do, uh, dropped a mountain on him. And so <laughs> that's, that's the single example of Hulk lifting the most stuff. But then Aqu uh, Aquaman had lifted, I think all of Atlantis. And so they like, in the way that death battle does, they like literally like kind of measured things. And they're like, well, we think that that's roughly equal to like, you know, 2,500 times what the Incredible Hulk lifted. And we know Namor is slightly stronger than Incredible Hulk. So Aquaman is like 1,500 times stronger than Namor or something stupid like that. A mountain compared to Atlantis, yeah. like, which is a city. No, no. Atlantis is the continent. A continent, not just a city, an entire continent. Oh. It's like lifting yeah. Alaska out of the water. DC is so dumb sometimes. <laughs> Actually, almost all the time. I grew up loving DC, but I just feel like they're mostly dumb. Well, I mean, if you're Marvel seems to be, I mean, again, they're not perfect. No, yeah. neither of them is perfect, but Marvel seems to be in continuity and science and all that stuff. They seem to be doing better because DC was like, oh, well, you also mentioned before we started that Aquaman has how fast? Aquaman has been faster than Wonder Woman several and, times. And Wonder Woman's been as fast or faster than Superman, right? Apparently Wonder Woman has been multiple times the speed of light. Yep. It just makes me sad even saying any of this nonsense. <laughs> but then Flash is automatically faster because that's that's his thing. He has to be faster. I don't know so. that. Uh, wait, I don't know that he has to be faster. He just by literally traveling through time, he's not necessarily even faster. He's just like, "Oh, 
I jumped forward in time yeah. or backwards in time. I don't have to be faster because I can go wherever the hell I want. Right. The time force basically yeah. like negates speed. Speed force. I know. Yeah. Yeah. No. The, the, but, but what it means in the DC universe. Yeah. Anyway, um, I, I don't want to ruin like who wins, but um, you know that I think DC's dumb. And so, guys, watch the video and uh, comment as to whether you think they're right. And if you want to comment, again, Patreon at uh, Dorkside Cookie, or you can even watch this on YouTube. Yeah, we're filming right now. I'll wave at you so you can see us. You can comment there, and uh, again, any and all comments we will talk about until we get too famous, and then we can't. But for uh, for right now, right now, you get all our attention. <laughs> any comment will be uh, will be read. So give us what you got. What was our next uh, our next topic? Let me see. I don't even know. I don't know. What oh, you're I put about. this one up there. Yeah, okay, exactly. so this is what I was asking you about, Frankie. You're familiar with Geek and Sundry. You're familiar with Critical Role. Mm-hmm. Geek and Sundry makes Critical Role. Okay. So Critical Role is a usually three hour, three and a half hour D and D session run by Matt Mercer. Mm-hmm. Super awesome. Sometimes has celebrities. Uh, most of the time, they're minor celebrities. Yeah, uh, uh, usually voice actors. Yeah, voice actors and stuff. Um, Geek and Sundry has now their own website, which I'm sure they've had for a while, but they have now created their own streaming service. Like two Pro- years ago. Project, yeah. Project Alpha. And uh, they're trying to, I don't want to say force us, but they've definitely dangled the carrot with the newest thing. So there's a new show called Relics and Rarities coming out. Yeah. Um, is run the Dungeon Master. It's exactly almost the, almost exactly the same. It seems like, but it seems it's also catered more towards beginners for D and D instead of just a session. Um, but it's run by De- Deborah Ann Wool. I think is her name. The super hot blonde. That oh was my Daredevil. gosh, she's and, a redhead in uh, True Blood. Yeah, she's also in True Blood. Can. She's my she's me and my girlfriend's. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, not only is she super hot, she's a dungeon master, and she didn't answer my question. She's fucking good at it too, um, but that wasn't like the whole only reason. They showed some of the cast that they're going to have on these future episodes yeah. or the episodes coming up, and the cast is unfucking believable. They have oh, yeah, Charlie. Right. Charlie Cox is coming. What? So Daredevil's going to okay, be playing D and D. <laughs> I, they I, need I, jobs <laughs> so they're working on project alpha <laughs> i feel like i don't even need to say this but uh matthew willard's gonna be there so shaggy is oh my <laughs> god Sorry. i feel like i i don't he is he's actually a cool person i've met yeah. people who have actually I, met i hope they gave him fixed dice so he's just like that 20 again <laughs> 20 i don't know what's going on <laughs> i it's really weird timing though because this whole meme blew yeah, up yeah right when this happened because they filmed this they're a while on ago. it this is their job yes. this is this is what they do for a living and then so. uh they had a few other famous people but the one that is going to take my money and make me buy the service Kevin Smith is fucking playing D&D with these guys. I lost my shit when I saw that. So my question was, I feel like I'm kind of being forced into it because I already pay for YouTube premium. Yeah. And a lot of the Geek and Sundry shows that are on there are only accessible through premium. Some of them are not. You can watch Critical Role without premium, but some other shows that are good. You mean YouTube Red? YouTube. Well, they call it premium now. They don't call it Red anymore. Oh, okay. Um, but you can only watch them through YouTube Premium. So I'm already paying for Premium. I pay for Premium anyways because most of my entertainment comes from YouTube nowadays. Yeah, I, I mean, I pay. Yeah. Um, but now I have to pay another streaming service just to watch the show. And so it's kind of a weird monopoly that I'm being forced into, I guess. Well, I wait, mean, wait, wait. It's the opposite of a, of a uh, monopoly. Not a monopoly. Uh, I can't think of the word I was thinking of. 
it's gone. But I'm being forced into buying the service because it's, it's not going to be anywhere else. This so, is legitimately business competition. This is yeah. the, this is what you should demand and ask for. You should yeah. be happy about this. So what's happening right now is, uh, for me, uh, <clears throat> uh, for older listeners, if we have those, <laughs> um, I'm 12. basically, I think what's happening is when they would be like, oh, man. Blah, 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 pays for that TV channel. That's what's happening right now, dude. Is It's not mm-hmm. so much of a channel anymore. It's a streaming service. Like, because TV, I, I really think TV's dying. Like, it's already pretty much dead. And streaming is becoming yeah. that thing that people and are you've, like, you got to have streaming. You've seen like, several things pop up already that are specifically catered to p- what people want to see. You yeah. have DC oh my Universe's... Gosh. You have Disney's, yeah. I don't, and I don't mean like Netflix was, you know, kept catered to technically the people that like Netflix, but Netflix has been around for a while. Well, yeah, but it's not specifically catered to anyone. But HBO's like Netflix is like HBO. Yeah, they're just at this point. I mean, they used to be like Blockbuster. Yeah, but now they're like HBO. Yep. And um, I've always been more of an HBO person than a Showtime. Yeah. I, I, I mean, if I got Showtime for free, I had it. But otherwise, I've never paid for Showtime. Yeah. Never really been a Cinemax person. Uh, I like the I like the stuff on HBO. Yeah, yeah. And now I like Netflix more than HBO, so I have Netflix. You're supposed to make choices. You're not supposed to have everything available to you every single month. Yeah, that's why, like you know, ultimately that's why I picked up Verve because I picked Verve because because you're weeb. <laughs> Basically, that, that is exactly why. So why? But uh, the Verve doesn't cast Funimation, do they? Not anymore. So, so are you going to pick a, up Funimation too? Then yes, for this reason alone. I also get Hulu. Okay. No. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's a competing service. I mean, that's a Disney. No. Okay. Now, let's but... let's take the Hulu out of the equation. If Funimation wasn't picked up by Hulu, would you buy the Funimation service? No, because I have all the shows already on. <laughs> Uh, but that's where I'm going with it. Certain, so, I don't have all. So the the thing that why I want Funimation is for this and this purely alone makes me want it. Dragon Ball. All of its English cast. Yes, I said it. I like the English cast of Dragon Ball more. Than boy, do we have some stuff to talk about with that. What kind of weeb are you? But, we, true weebs are always <laughs> supposed to prefer the Japanese version. Actually, there's like a Subs versus dubs, subs win. Dubs are dumb. I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's like a handful of people with nostalgic anime, like the English casting more than that. No, I, I mean, I'm on board with you. Fabi is also on part of that because all of her favorite anime are originally old anime anyways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. um, but I do want to, I know we, we have a, uh, usually have a specific category we go in, but I do want to take a little tangent real quick. Yeah. And one of our other notes that we're going to talk about relates solely to this as well. Metro Exodus is the third game in the franchise of the Metro franchise. Yeah. It was available on Steam for a little bit. They have pulled the pre-order off. It's not out yet. Yeah. They pulled the pre-order off. The publisher pulled it off. Yes. The publisher has then moved it to Epic and says any orders from this point forward, you can only buy Metro Exodus on the Epic website. That is it. That's the only place we're releasing it. Yeah. So this, this just caused a really big issue with me. Because, so it's, 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 I don't know. Epic is doing good by their developers. 
Epic is paying their developers more than Steam does. Yeah, profit sharing is higher on Epic. Yes. Yep. But so now that you've moved Metro Exodus, the game that some a lot of people are, from what I understand, excited for. I haven't played the Metro series yet, but I've seen okay. others. Yep. A lot of people like it. Mm-hmm. So you're taking this kind of out of the hands of the consumers now because Steam is so big, you know your game will get seen on Steam. Oh, they're trying to compete. I know they're trying to compete. I get that. But so they're saying that this was done solely for the developers, so the developers get more. But so do the developers get more by having this game specifically on this service or by having it seen by much more people, but their profits are taken more on Steam? Is your question um, from the perspective of the publisher or the consumer? Mine's right now for the publisher. So from the publisher's perspective, I think that... Um, they would only do this if they think they're going to make more money. So they obviously have done the math and they've said, Hey, Epic, how many people do you have buying stuff from your store? And Epic says, this is how many people, because they give you those kind of numbers. And then, and then, you know, Metro's publisher says, okay, I think this many percentage of people will purchase the game. And there you go. That's, that's now, I have an argument from the consumer perspective, but the publisher, it's just business. They obviously think they'll make more money. That's where, and that's where I think the publisher is wrong because you, uh, you're just going to, you're going to have so many more people see it on steam versus your, your, they've, they've looked quantity. at the sales numbers of the other metros. That's always going to be the problem is um, we've always, this will consistently go down in history forever because a lot of people always have problems with uh, publishers. Uh, with the game companies uh, or the publisher doing something that makes like, hmm, now I'm going to have to do this or that. Uh, now you're talking more. about the consumer perspective. Yes. Yeah. Because the developers yes, are happy that this yes. is happening because they get more money. And Supposedly is, get more money. I agree. Correct. Yeah. Um, the, the consumer, like I'm a consumer and I agree that it sucks that we're not, uh, like I can't get it off Steam. Basically, that you have to have three or four different stores installed on your computer, yeah. and that's now 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 that you've pointed out my question. What's wrong with that? Well, so here's 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 my response from the to consumer that. perspective or from the publisher perspective. <laughs> oh, God, there's so many perspectives. There is there no, there really, really is. is. There really is. But but here's my response, just purely based on math. I looked at the numbers before we started. Steam takes thirty percent from the developers. Uh, or yeah, takes thirty percent for yep. themselves for the developers. Epic takes eighteen percent. So if Epic needs to sell twice as many games almost yep. to match what Steam would, but Steam has such a large player base, that, that doesn't matter though. I mean, do you do you understand that that doesn't matter? Because they've already looked at the sales of the previous yeah. Metro titles, so that it doesn't matter how many people use Steam. It only matters how many people have purchased previous versions of Metro. Okay. Now, there's one other bit of math that was factored into, okay. which could swing things either way. I All don't right. know yet. Uh, the game is $60 on Steam, was $60 on yeah. Steam before it's pulled. Epic is selling it for $50. Okay. So this this goes into why, why I think they've been fair and the consumer <laughs> should not be upset because effectively what has happened is that when the publisher no longer has to pay as much money to the store owner, mm-hmm. right? Before they had to pay 30% to Steam. Yep. Now, now they only have to pay 18% to um, Epic. If 
they were going to charge the same price on Epic as Steam, then they would actually literally make more money. But now they're making the argument that they'll get more people for the same money, which maybe will allow them to sell more DLC or more expansions or whatever. So I think that $10 is a big deal. I think for a yeah. lot of people, ten dollars is a and big yeah. deal. I, I just keep thinking. I'll keep looking at it from. I mean, I don't. I don't. Just what I'm trying to see it from is. So you've you've uh, you've lowered the game's price ten dollars. That actually does take money out of the developers' pockets now. Because no, it's the same. Well, they're still. Oh, so you're. It's the same for. They're going to get eighteen percent of fifty versus eighteen percent of sixty. To be, but no, because the developers. Um, aren't they get paid by the publisher? The publisher is going to make okay. You know. So the only the only question that leaves in my mind then is how many more eyeballs would have seen it on Steam versus how many people you know the hardcore fans are going to go buy it on Epic if they want it. That's I what don't they know want. that hardcore fans are the big deal here though. Yeah. I, I think this is about getting a new audience, and I think that um, at ten dollars cheaper, they're going to get a, a much bigger audience than the people who've been seeing versions of Met- of Metro every you know every version on Steam and weren't buying it. Yeah, that, yeah. I, I can agree. Uh, now, the, the, the other, this is completely tangential, but that also means that if this does do well, Fortnite will never fucking go away because Epic owns Fortnite. Why would it ever go away? Because I fucking hate Fortnite. <laughs> okay. Because I, I, you hate them. Is that, is that, <laughs> I'm just, I'm being a troll now. Yeah. Um, I mean, back to the original thing about uh, basically what we're talking about is a source providing something. This is like Walmart versus Target, right? Yeah, it's, it's Walmart just, has more eyeballs. But but I the argument I think that he's trying to bring up is that a content creator or some kind of person that gives you content is now being like, we're not going to be on that platform. We're doing our own thing, so give us money. There, it's basically we're seeing companies trying to grow, and all they're asking really for me. Like they're asking the consumer to be like, hey, instead of instead of giving your money to this company, we want to kind of branch off and and start our own thing. And no, but they're not. They're not. They're not actually doing that. I mean, I, I just want. I just want. They're not branching off to create their own thing. Good they long, were. Right? Be, they were bribed, and I and I read is twelve percent, not eighteen percent. So they were bribed. Um. To put the game on Epic instead of Steam for twelve percent instead of thirty percent. So this this is pure competition. Yeah. And just like the other thing, this is just pure competition. This is just business. It has nothing to do with anybody's feelings, emotions, or desires. This is not the business. This is not the game developer saying, "Hey, we want to do our own thing. We just want to be different and do whatever we want." They're not saying that. They're saying that the publisher ran the numbers and the publisher, if they're good at their job, will make more money with this bribe. When it all comes... In a, not a, like an illegal bribe, but I mean like a, hey, if you would just move, it's just the same way that when Microsoft says, hey, game developer, we'll give you more money if you make your game exclusive to our platform. Yeah. That's all this is, right? That, yeah. It's, it's So... Well then, I guess it. We're, I hope, hopefully, we'll have to it works wait. out for them. We'll have to wait and see. And the only two people that I care about is the consumer and the developers. As long as they both get what they 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 wanted out of it, I'm I'm happy. The um the so again the publisher 
already paid the developer. Mm-hmm. And they probably have some sort of contractual deal to pay the developer more if it sells more. And so if this thing fails, the game developer could go to, go out of business because the publisher who has full rights, they have full control of this thing. Um, if they make the wrong decision, it sucks for the game developer. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, and I, in this specific case, this developer is going absolutely nowhere. So the, yeah. uh, this game, um, was I forget now I forgot who it was. I, I just had it on tip he, of my he tongue. He made but. like this real plea, hey, don't screw us because of of this decision. They're like, you know, our our publisher did this. It wasn't us. Don't hate us. Um but you know the reality is I say I'm sorry, I don't care what your opinion is. I don't honestly I just don't care. And if that puts this game developer out of business um, then it goes out of business because to me, game like this game is not something I'm obligated to support. And I have over, I don't know, over 200 games in my steam library. It's, it's public. It's on my Twitch. Yeah. Um, and the last thing I want is, you know, five different game stores. Yes, that's the biggest complaint that everybody said. Yeah. If if you were allowed to somehow import Exodus into your Steam library, I think that would solve a lot of issues. Yeah, I mean, because no, you can't. There's, the game service it doesn't exist on Steam. What do you What do you mean though? You just said like, there, not, add, there's no support. You can, add, you can add games to Steam to the Steam library by literally clicking. No, you can different. add a you can add a shortcut. Yes, yeah, a shortcut. that's not no that that's doesn't not count. What I'm saying. Well, the the Steam library comes with its own features, trophy support, friends list, even. All that stuff. But wait, let's just even ignore the trophy support and things like that because that is like the Xbox Live, which we'll talk about in a moment. Um, and I, by all means, Xbox Live and those kind of trophy things and achievements, I love them. I think they're fun. But um, what we're really talking about here is if I install a new computer and I install Steam, I see all my games and I can click play. And even my save profiles are, are synced to the Steam cloud. Whereas I'm like, you know, I'm just playing all my different games and then I load up this game and I'm like, I want to continue on. My computer crashed and I had to rebuild everything. And I have to start over at the very beginning of the game because that wasn't actually a Steam game. So that actually didn't sync to the Steam cloud. Mm-hmm. That's that's why I'm saying like it's not really just sh- adding a shortcut. Yeah, they do let you add shortcuts, but it doesn't do you any good. The Steam Cloud is 100% what I want. Being able to play with my friends. So what if they provide all those services? They're not going to. They're not going to. That's EA doesn't... EA, that's their whole concept is to not let you do that. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Uh, speaking of competitors and how much I hate Fortnite, <laughs> this, I thought this is another good segue. Um, a game just came out. And the way that they did this, I, was, I really appreciated it. So the game was announced... That it's coming. Yeah. And they said, by the way, the game is out now. Go. So when they announced the game, they also released the game at the exact same time. Uh, and this game is the hopefully spiritual successor now to Fortnite. Um, it is the new Battle Royale game. It's called Apex Legends. And so wait, it looks so good. So spiritual successor, um, uh, you said to it, so is it made by Epic Games? No. No. So it can't be a spiritual it's, successor. There's so many reasons why this is going to not be any kind of successor whatsoever. It's not in any way. It's not a successor at all. 
but also just be its own game. It doesn't have building. Okay. The building is what makes Fortnite fun, and building is what makes old school for first person shooter people hate it, and that's fine. It's it's totally okay for some old guy to hate Fortnite because they're like they can't handle switching between. You call, like, James an old guy? Hey, <laughs> hey, I didn't say I didn't call anybody names except anybody who is like so first person shooters don't need this stuff they do first person shooters need fun stuff which this game doesn't really have a I, lot of fun stuff i beg i wait i beg to differ there that's where they went different so instead of adding the building features in there they now have character classes that all of them have ultimates and different abilities that each class can do what does that have to do with building that's what i'm saying they took the building mechanic out but the building part is the fun part i, I also think the class support is the fun part in my opinion there what no, you. So in Fortnite, you can pick up a sniper rifle and yeah. be a sniper. Yeah. In this one, you can start out as a sniper with specific abilities dedicated to your sniping ability. Okay. This is this that is a lot like Overwatch. It, it's okay. Yeah. It sounds like a competitor for Overwatch to yeah. me personally. But it's a battle royale. If okay. Okay. So then I'm going to explain to you what about Royal Rumble. Or Realm Royale, PUBG? Ro- uh, Royal, or you're talking about Ro- uh, Roy- Realm Royale? Yeah. So it's it's kind of like that. Okay. So why why is it better? Yeah, why is it better than that? It, uh, it well, doesn't have any well, of the I fun mean, we, components. Truly, we didn't let him. Exp- yeah. We didn't hear the whole story. Yeah. So now, so now let's listen. I, I'm willing to obviously listen yeah. to. It. it just seems like I again I haven't played. I haven't installed. I'm going to try it probably tomorrow night. So I'm I'm, I'm going to let you know. Okay, well, I'm telling you that you can't shoot people and make them dance. I'm telling you that it doesn't have any of the goofy stuff. I don't need the goofy stuff. That's fine. That's why I don't but, like Fortnite. That's but, that's my biggest problem with it. Do you understand that most people want the funny, goofy stuff? Yeah, I get that. And so... And the people that don't play PUBG. And the people <laughs> who don't play PUBG. So I think that this game, which looks good, will Apex. hurt PUBG. Yeah, Apex. I think Apex is going to hurt Apex PUBG, Legends. but I think all these people are totally lying to themselves Honestly, if they say dead, it is. <laughs> it is. And uh, so Fortnite is put them in the ground. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter if you like I like mean, the less cartoony it, version it, it, of it. It literally put it in the ground, which is funny because it really wasn't even supposed to. <laughs> um, and you know, and I think that's funny, and I think it's great um, that Fortnite became is, uh, what it is. I mean, you know, it's loved and it's got a large fan base. I'm I'm sad because I actually liked the tower defense game that I was, that's what I was going to say. As I much like as it, I as much as I talk uh, shit about Epic and and I always just talk shit. I just don't like Fortnite anymore because I just got tired of playing it. I'm not saying that the game is bad. I always I'm just joking around most of the time, but um I cannot fault Epic for, you know, putting both of these modes in, realizing mm-hmm. one is doing way better and just shitting on the other one. Yeah, and saying I have to go with this. Everybody's playing it. I cannot not push this forward. I just think that um, there seems to be this desperate need by some people to constantly say, "Hey, um, whatever's popular, I can't wait until it crumbles and falls." And that's just, not and me at just, all. No, no, no. But these streamers, <laughs> the streamers, the people that are like putting out all this stuff, especially people who don't even play games, like Forbes. Forbes read an article that. Oh, is Apex Apex Legends uh, the replacement for Fortnite? Because Fortnite is so profitable that Forbes and other business magazines That's want like, want to talk about it. So, so yeah, I, I agree. Forbes, uh, 
Like, shut up. Like, Forbes, you don't you don't deserve <laughs> to talk about this stuff. You you guys... You, you, don't, you don't play. You've never really brought in yourself to um, the table of what games are. You've never really expressed or even talked about, like, tournaments. <laughs> yeah, right? right? Like, so that's like, not even your thing. You, you, so... You bringing this up is literally you just... You're a hot topic. Yeah, yeah. like, every six months, they're going to say, oh, this game is the thing to replace that thing. And it's like, what? what are they, the new Kotaku? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the, the big selling point for this game particularly, yeah. I mean, you have the classes and stuff, but this one, I, I think, it comes down to a name. The biggest selling point for Apex Legends is the name that it's associated with. This game was made by Respawn Entertainment. Titanfall. They've made Titanfall. And these characters are supposed to resemble Titanfall characters. And it's even supposed to have some of the lore I think it's supposed to be in the same universe. Yeah. yeah. It's supposed to be in the same universe. It's Titanfall without the Titans. Yeah. So wait, is, is this not... Uh, I'm just curious. Because Titanfall was a Xbox only thing. Yeah. I, I just told you I downloaded it on my PlayStation. <laughs> so... I'm guessing this confirms that the kind of the studio was just like, oh yeah, we're just gonna go branch out. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, that's okay. this is a different game though. A Titanfall might be but legally. He is the publisher here, right? Uh, no, but I usually, well, I don't. I didn't look that one up. Usually, the developer like usually stick. Well, I don't know. Maybe. No, I mean, some of them. Some of them are exclusive, like kind of like like Lionhead, right? Was basically like a subsidiary of Microsoft, practically Bungie, for a long time was you know basically mm-hmm. locked up by Microsoft. Uh, I, I, respawn isn't, and but which which makes this really cool though that it's respawn because I don't know did, did you play Titanfall at all? So I played Titanfall one and I was angry and I decided I wasn't gonna give him any money for Titanfall <laughs> two. Titanfall two is amazing, it's totally super cool, but um, I refused to give them money because Titanfall was basically a prototype that they tricked us into purchasing. And wasn't actually a real game. Then Titanfall 2 was this super amazing, cool game that they used the technology they built for Titanfall 1, but made added like a campaign mode. You know, for all you like video game uh, people out there, like you, you video game creators, you developers, don't do that. Yeah. Stop doing that. Don't, don't. Just don't. don't it's just, EA. Just, just pull. It is EA. Yeah. Just, just pull, pull the game and be like, huh, it's okay. Well, what? Wait for it to come out. I will be look. Look at Kingdom Hearts three, for instance. Look at how long that that wait that. seventeen years if you need to. Here's and people will still. Here's how I think. It. Here's how I think that Apex Legends can blow all of its competitors out of the water. So they get everybody interested in this game by what they have going for it right yeah. now. Yeah, they have the classes. They yeah. have all the stuff. Everything yeah. looks cool. And everybody, everybody and their mother keeps explaining it as Titanfall without the Titans. Yeah. So they get everybody hooked and to blow Fortnite out, they go, oh, by the way, here come the Titans. Okay. If they don't add Titans in six months, then I bet that they're no bigger or not much bigger than PUBG. I can, I can agree with that. Um, that, that, that had better be their crystal ball that they use. If, but... they, if they add Titans and make it work and they do well then I'm sure they'll stick around and they'll be big. I think that'd be great because now the Titans won't be just Titans. Now it'll be class-specific Titans. Well, I'm assuming the Titans will be something to the effect of Thanos was in in Fortnite. Like, whoever gets that power-up... Well, yeah, because the way the Titans worked, at least... In the in the Titanfall games, is you summon a Titan after you play so long. You basically become a 
Badass. Yeah, but that's why I don't think they. I don't think they would add classes of titans in there. I think you would just. They did in Titanfall too. No, I mean in this game, in Apex Legends, I don't think they would add different classes of titans because all you need to do is get a big machine to kill everybody. uh, To to me, the evidence that we have only leads up to the fact that they kind of will because, like you said, in two. They didn't have like a large variety of classes, but yeah, it, a fair number. Oh, uh, a fair number. My my point being, Thanos didn't have other classes in Fortnite. You, when you became Thanos, you just killed everybody. But that was Thanos. That's why I don't think uh, Titans need to be different classes. You just get in a Titan and you kill everybody. It doesn't matter which class it is. That's that's not. That's not. How um. That's not. That's yeah. That's not gonna be Titans then. Fair. You're right. So I guess. Well, I, I, guess honestly, well, I I agree with you that you don't need to have. The, the the classes in Titans from Titanfall two, but then you can't call them Titans. That's true. Just exosuits or something. <laughs> and maybe they can't. I don't. I don't know what they're. Yeah, may, I mean, Respawn owns yeah. it, but maybe they're legally obligated not to not to use yeah. it. I don't even know that. Um. So I know we also jumped... don't give money to EA guys. <laughs> Download it for free, play it, but do not give them any money. It's EA. So uh, while we're talking about all this jumping around and stuff, and I know you. Uh, <laughs> You foreshadowed it earlier. Um, Microsoft announced this week they're doing some strange. I don't think it's a bad idea. It's just I unheard of in my in my book. I didn't think they'd ever do this. But Microsoft announced today that Xbox Live is headed to the iOS, the Android, and the Switch. So Xbox Live will be available on the Switch. So um, I think this goes back to what Microsoft dated at E3 a while back, uh, and that's that they want to stop this war of, bro, I, I don't I think they're stopping on this console. I don't think they're stopping any war. I think they're throwing their, their shit out there on more consoles just to get more money. Okay, and what's wrong with that? So They're so still the, not, I mean, well... So, so I mean, let's let's go through what does this actually mean. So, I want to play a game that's on Switch. You have a Switch, mm-hmm. and I have it on PC. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say, hey, I have an Xbox Live account. And if you say you have an Xbox Live account, I I don't have a Switch account. I'm on PC. We both log into um, Xbox Live. Mm-hmm. And because you have an Xbox Live account, boom, we can talk to each other, even though I'm not a Nintendo. What this doesn't mean is I want to play Halo on my Switch. Yeah, it doesn't mean that. No. So I don't. This, so yeah, that, it's only the membership. So that, okay. I think that's completely fine. This still goes back to what they said, like that I'm talking about. They stated that they were still going to have exclusives, like that they want to have. But now it's what we're, they're trying to do is bridge the gap. They're trying to make it more accessible uh, access, accessible for people to play together who have the same game. They're, 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 they're differentiating exclusives from the friend list. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the trophies. I think that's a great idea. I think this is getting... Because as me as a gamer, honestly... I never gave a shit about the console wars. I still don't give a shit about the console wars. I still don't care. It, it, it was always about exclusives. And then at that point, it wasn't really about the console itself or the publisher or, or the, the platform. It was more about that game. I, I just 
happen to like that game. I so, don't. I see this not going well for one one big reason, one very very big reason. All right, and that is controller input. Controller. Explain to me. So if you're playing, what does that have to do with my friends list? If you're playing a game that is shared across all, all of these systems, yeah. Um, anybody playing on PC is normally going to be better than somebody playing on Xbox or somebody playing on a Switch because the PC's mouse and keyboard can be so much more sensitive and so much more intuitive to play with than than a controller can be. So, I mean, granted, this will really only affect first-person shooters or third-person shooters. It won't really do anything for racers or fighting games Right, or this doesn't affect Marvel Ultimate Alliance. No, it doesn't. But there's going to be a lot of people that just don't want to play something like Halo on their Xbox versus somebody on a PC because they're just going to get slaughtered. If console lets you choose to to use your mouse and keyboard, which all of them let you use mouse and keyboard, but not all games let you use mouse and keyboard. Yeah, there's some games that don't like it. Yeah. So if you can use mouse and keyboard on all of your consoles, does that take it away? Specifically for me, no, because I play my my PlayStation from the comfort of my bed. I don't have a place to put a mouse and a keyboard from my bed. So you're, so you're playing on your PlayStation yes. with only other PlayStation people playing Overwatch, but they're all using mouse and keyboard because once they give them the option, they just all choose. Yeah. Are you upset? I'm not upset if they let me pick the option to play with only other people who are playing with PlayStation controllers. That That's ridiculous. Sense. I don't. It's just. It's, I don't necessarily think it's ridiculous from his point. I think it's an okay point to ha- like have that opinion, and for the game creator to even actually have that select because I mean Smash kind of has that. There's or really any any game has kind of that option already, and it's called casual or ranked. You want to really take it? So just we'll be like, oh, I only want elitist controller players or I only want elitist like mouse and keyboard. I think it's a, it'll be easy to code that in that you could. I think it is. And I don't think like the it's just will they, though, will is there know. enough people out there that have the same the same idea ultimately it only matters who uh who will pay for what right yeah that's it so you have infinite money you have free range to do what you want i want to play overwatch with you i also have infinite money i say choose a system what are you going to choose are you going to choose a pc or are you going to choose a playstation to play with me just your personal opinion not just to play yeah uh and i'm i'm at home yeah and you can you can have any of these systems You see why I'm asking the question? Because it's comfort. Um, console just makes it easier because you like you think about it. But I mean, even even so, like if I PC, just because I I would always choose already, PC. Yeah, every time. Already just have PC. If I'm playing a competitive game like Overwatch, I will always choose PC. If, Casual, if I'm, competitive, if I'm, yeah. so friendly, not, anything. PC. If I'm not being competitive, then I don't mind just playing on a console. Yeah, oh, I don't mind playing on a console. Same either. reason I have a PC and I have a PS4. Yeah. So like but like if you want to get competitive and there's a lot of people that want to do that, I just feel like the the ability to plug in a mouse and keyboard on on this type of thing is going to have an unfair advantage over so other people. The the difference is is that with uh mouse and keyboard, very few games actually assist you whereas with your game controller, 
I don't know if most people know. And honestly, like some people will like argue with me, like frothing at the mouth. They're like, because they don't know that all um, console shooters assist you yep. and help you aim. And even it's the only Overwatch, way it's actually even playable. Overwatch even has the auto aim assist option uh, slider bar. You can have yeah. it assist you none or assist <laughs> you all. Like yeah, yeah. So with that with that, that's why I think it's really not going to affect too much because. I don't I don't know too many people off the top of my head or uh, that are going to be like super butthurt that the fact that there's keyboard. Now, what this does do is if I'm sitting at home and Frankie, you are like, I want to fucking take you down a bejeweled motherfucker and just turn my Xbox on and you were playing on your phone and we can just go at it. That's cool. Yeah. I, I'm glad that we could do that now. Yeah, I ultimately think uh, Microsoft, this is. This is just a really smart decision for them because this just, A, like we're saying, this makes them more money because more people are going to, A, have to get Xbox Live. But is that necessarily a bad thing? No, because now my cousins that only get a Switch or like get a Nintendo thing, I could be like, hey, here's the other play with me now. Here's the other important part, and it's kind of important for people who are listening that aren't Xbox owners. Xbox Live is a paid membership. You, yeah. It's not a free. You sign up, you get an account, and that's but I mean, it. Wait, wait. Xbox Live isn't. Xbox Live is free. That's Xbox Live Silver. Xbox Xbox Live Gold, where you play on their hosted servers, okay. is premium. Gotcha. So then I was wrong. Because yeah, and then PlayStation also has PlayStation Plus. Yeah. So you have to have PlayStation Plus to play most online games. Yeah. And, and same thing. Again, it's... Who hosts the server? If if Microsoft hosts a server, you have to pay to access these hosted servers, yeah. and those are those servers are expensive. I mean, I, I don't think they have to give it away for free. Yeah. Um, on the PC, of course, most game developers just provide their own servers. I mean, I already kind of saw this coming, literally from the fact that the Xbox Live app on the computer. Literally, I could. I jumped into so many Xbox Live parties. To just chat, just I, to be able to talk. I saw it coming when Microsoft was like, Sony doesn't want to play friends with us. Yeah. Because <laughs> Sony still is refusing to allow you can almost, almost, almost any yeah. cross-platform play. There is one game right now, Rocket League. There is a... Um, Besides Rocket League, um, Minecraft. You forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, Minecraft isn't a game. <laughs> for, uh, for the past five years... They've had this Xbox Live or Xbox Glass app that you can install on like iPads and Android phones and stuff like that. And it acts as a, a secondary screen for your Xbox game. So you can like manage inventory for like that zombie game and stuff like that. And yep. it's actually super cool. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, can you imagine re- managing your inventory in Resident Evil with it? No, yeah, it's, it's fucking, great. Yeah, I mean, awesome. Parker uh, uh, is one of our friends for all you listeners uh, amongst us. Uh, Richard actually is known. Yeah, you, but I'm just as confused Parker, as the audience. Parker used that all the time. He would just like open up the app, go, oh, for like Destiny and be like, mm, put this inventory or like or other games. What you don't understand about Parker is if there is a robot that can bring French fries to his face, he'd also have that, too. That would be something. But, but he already does have that. <laughs> I would kickstart it. Like it's, it's, it's called it's called Postmates. No, yeah, true. All right. So next up, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. We don't have a comic corner yet, but we need to have a comic corner. We we tried to do it a couple of times. But we All just right. don't, we don't get a lot of comic book news, but this was kind of important. 
depending on important? Okay. D- depending on which kind of fan you are. So kind of fan are I'm just a fan that reads the news. All right. So <laughs> if uh, if if you keep up with your Harley Quinn in the comic books, number one. So Harley Quinn in her her own comic book line, it's basically kind of like Deadpool. She breaks the fourth wall all the time. She talks to you as the reader, and it's goofy and it's fun. And um, in her current storyline, she has become, um, I guess, a good, good character. She's like uh, trying to get away from being a criminal, even though she's still like taking hits to kill people and stuff. Um, but that's because she's crazy and she does whatever <laughs> yeah. she wants. She's basically Deadpool, but on DC. Yep. And uh, in the latest issue, I think the latest issue, or if there's another issue, then I'm, I haven't read that one yet. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's the newest issue. Um, she is Batman's sidekick and hints that it may, like she may, uh, continue on. I don't want too much spoilers, but, um, you see Harley Quinn in a, in a kind of a different way, but she is still totally Harley Quinn. Like she is still <laughs> totally insane, but she helps Batman solve a crime. So which this, this is kind of crazy to me because I didn't even know this, but um, I think that's interesting because technically before she, you know, with the whole incident with Joker and everything in between, like to help her become more Harley Quinn, she was uh, a psychiatrist. Dr. Harley Quinzel. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I think it's cool that like she had like, she has like, she's smart. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, she's, she's totally smart. So I think like, it's cool now that we're having a really crazy, like, awesome detective or, like, you know, forensic, like, Batman. Not that he's not smart. Not that, not that he knows he doesn't know psychology, <laughs> but it's now It's here. fucking Batman in DC. Whatever they fucking want to write in that he can do, he's going to do. I mean, this guy beat Superman and... But again, fucking on, ridiculous. I don't I fucking hate Batman. <laughs> I don't. You're a Superman fan. <laughs> yes, I am. I don't think that what happens in the Harley Quinn comic book series affects any other series. It's totally just bizarre. Like this, honestly, she might as well be um, Spider Ham. Woo! All right. So she might as well be Spider Ham. She literally like pulls out her giant hammer whenever she needs it. She just, she's a, she's just bizarre. She's a Looney Tune character. I got excited right there. Drop my damn microphone. Hmm? Are you saying she's like Ramona Flowers pulls out her big hammer? I don't even know that reference. Scott Pilgrim. I, I've watched part of it. Sorry. I died a little bit more. James, (laughs) I'm surprised you're not dead on the ground. Yeah. It hurts my feelings a little bit, but I'm okay. It's just, Scott Pilgrim is my favorite movie in the entire world. I I mean, I I had all of it on in the background while I was doing other stuff. So I, I kind of saw bits and pieces. It's It's okay. (laughs) Hey guys, I am totally up on most of all this stuff. Just not Scott Pilgrim. Sorry guys. I just really we all like... bring our own stuff to the table, and, <laughs> and Scott Pilgrim it's, isn't what I bring. It's really not even, to be honest, it's really not even Scott Pilgrim, even though obviously I love the movie. It's Edgar Wright that I love. He's the director okay. of it, and he's made, you know, he's directed a lot of, oh, yeah. a lot like of good Brian stuff. O'Malley. I like you. Well, I mean, yeah, Brian O'Malley's, the, okay, so yes, he was a comic book writer. <laughs> He's trying to test my, my knowledge here, yes. Brian O'Malley worked pretty much hand-in-hand with Edgar Wright to make sure that it translated well to the, the big screen, so... Mm-hmm. Um, this is, this next topic is going to cause probably some fuss. 
So might or as well. Is it something that James is just angry at? No, it's a lot of people are angry at, but yeah. on both sides. So, do you uh, know the Vic Mignogna? I can never say his fucking name right. Vic Mignogna. Mignogna. He's dead to me. I don't Vic need Mignogna. to learn his name. Mignana. Mignona? Vic Mignana. Yes, that name. You know who he is? Yes. You're familiar with him? Obviously. I said his name correctly. <laughs> so, he is amidst a controversy right now. A very large one. Mm. I know that you and I have personally met him a couple times yeah. working our conventions. Mm-hmm. You've seen how he interacts with his fans. Yeah. He's very, very affectionate with his fans. Mm-hmm. Well, a bunch of people have come out recently saying that he's too affectionate and it's sexual assault. Um, I've known this. Okay. Would you consider what he does sexual assault? That's that's the the core problem here. Um so the it's funny there's a it's funny, I was having this conversation kinda of with Anton. So anyways. So just so I everybody don't. knows that Frankie um, often works security at, at comic book convention kind of stuff, anime convention stuff. So, um, so I, I think Frankie's perspective is going to be a little bit from a person who actually like works the cons works, and, uh, and works the it, cons. Yeah. yeah. So this is this is something um, for me that I first before we get too deep into it, I want to let everyone know as the listeners. Um, please, I'm not saying that if, you know, you're feeling attacked or, you, you know, somebody is, uh, violating you or something that you should not feel the way that you feel. I, what I'm doing is I'm trying to encourage you. If you do feel at any point that anybody does something that does make you feel uncomfortable, I know it's hard. I know it's, it, it makes you feel uncomfortable to not want to say anything or talk to anybody, but please, 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 the only way we can stop this and make a change or do anything to move forward with these kinds of issues is if you talk. We need you to speak up. And I, I can't stress this that, enough, guys. That is the core of the situation. And when it happens. When it when yes, it happens. When it happens. Not day like you can't wait yes, twenty years later still help, but still, guys, the day of really gives us that much chance. And I know these people say all kinds of crazy things. For, uh, and will tell you, like, make you believe all kinds of things. But I promise you, I promise you, there will be a way to make things better and work out. Yes. So, with that note, I think the perspectives is... I want to I wanna throw it out right now because I don't know if you've read most of the news. So, the allegations are right now, he is a sexual predator, he's sexually assaulted, he's raped, he's a pedophile... And he's racist. And I've heard all these things before. Like, before, like, I've had people say, like, oh, Vic Mignogna, like, hugged me too much or, like, this or that. And it's just like, but I don't know. I can't, personally, for me, say because it, you were there in that situation. So I don't know how uncomfortable it truly was. Yeah. Or what the setting was. So I've met him countless of times and he uh, why this is important is I'm just going to state this because like most of the time I've met him he is a very religious he uh, he likes to practice uh, under Catholic or no Christianity Christianity and a lot of the time one of the issues before people always used to bring up with Vic Mignogna was why does he do services uh, at cons so 
bringing this up into what we're talking about him having all these allegations against him it's I feel it may be hard to believe some of the people because people already wanted to hate him yeah people already wanted to and I I mean and I I don't know Rich's point of view on it yet because we're we're gonna find Mm -hmm. out but I do believe we have probably both sides both sides of the spectrum here at the table because I personally I've met Vic I think twice and both times I've met him, he's been very, very nice. Mm-hmm. He never gave off that vibe. But that's the thing. It's just a vibe. You can never tell with somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fabi also met him. And the one occasion, she met him, uh, hug and kiss on the cheek. She didn't think anything of it. Didn't bother her in the slightest because that's, that's she just how, like, yeah. she likes him. Well, and it's just how he is with everybody. It's not like it, he was targeting one person. Dude, mm-hmm. It's just, just he's affectionate with everybody. But it's the point now is where people are talking is how much affection is too affection for the for the fans so i as somebody who's also a businessman and who works uh again like you said with security the biggest thing guys is the reason why we're trying uh in law on paper for us um it's only offensive when you count it when the person who's being receiving the Mm -hmm the content or any kind of action who are receiving it's Uh, literally i can't control what offends you yeah so you have to you have to be the one who decides that offended me yes because you're the person receiving uh uh the whatever is happening kiss hug an action verbal whatever it may be i can't tell you i can tell you what i find offensive what i think is not okay but once again, guys, it can be completely different from what you find okay. And, and what what he did was, you're Italian, you're hardcore Italian. Yeah. And what he did is con- considered a French or an Italian greeting, where you kiss each other on both sides of the cheek. Yeah, I. That's just. I have a couple of friends that I do that with all the yeah. time, just because we're but close. Some people perceive it as something different, and it's it seems. In my personal opinion, it seems like it's spun out of control. That that's that's where we're at now. That some people took it the wrong way and it went too far and now all these people are coming forward saying oh he did that to me too and this is why he's a creep which it sucks because he also he's lost a lot of jobs because of this he's he had 16 conventions scheduled to go to this year he only has 8 now and Ruby has fired him yeah which there's which that's the other thing that pisses me off is the company that's quick to pull the trigger I understand if there's controversy but these are allegations these are not these weren't proven so yet. so as uh, i'm gonna bring in a little bit of understanding from my perspective with this matter being uh not only the security side but me being a massage therapist um when somebody sexually like accuses me of you know touching them incorrectly i don't i don't know if you knew, uh knew this but within that time period that whole time my case is being uh trialed i can't work yeah i can't do anything yep so by law, like I can't mm-hmm. I, at all. So guys, that that's uh, like, and I'm not saying that Vic Minara didn't do anything wrong, but it does suck. Like what you what is happening right now? Technically, if you are a victim, I consider you winning because now he is out of profit. He is not making as much money as he he would yep. like. And I'm not saying that was your goal. I'm saying that change has happened to his life to make him try to think about what he's done. So yep. with that. I don't necessarily, I don't feel like he did anything wrong because out of the few times I've met him, um, 
I, he didn't do anything. He's always been nice. And the, uh, I, it's not that I don't like him. It's, I'm a little just tired of hearing his, uh, his voice on a lot of characters. That's he's, yeah, he's, he, he does a lot of voices. Is he's, he's just, I hear him in a lot of anime. So the two but, cases that I wanted to bring up that people talk about was one, he has a picture where he's, a uh, very, very big hug, arms all the way around mm-hmm. uh, a girl who was probably maybe 15 or 16, it looks like, at yep. the time. And um, someone was like, I can't believe he would do this to this poor little girl who didn't want this. That little girl was not the one saying that. Yep. Because that little girl came out and said, I asked for that hug. I wanted that. Yep. He in no way was making me feel uncomfortable about anything. How dare you get offended over what... Yep. It didn't offend me. And your second case? And my second case is every single other story that I've heard of this has always started with my friend said. Mm-hmm. So I and I, I, I have a really a dear friend of mine that was telling me that she thinks very, very lowly of him and uh, started off with my friend said that he did this to her. But then what ha- what what's to stop that person that said that that got that from somebody else that said my friend said this? Because yep. every single piece of of the burden of proof that I've tried to find has always been someone said this. Yep. And I know that that's really, really tough in these times because anybody accusing somebody of sexual assault or anything needs to come forward. And it's really hard to be believed at these time periods yep. because everybody keeps saying stuff. People say stuff that's not true. People say stuff that is true. It's just getting confusing. Yep. I mean, they say... The complaint is nobody likes that the burden of proof is on the accuser. Yes. But yet, I mean, that's literally, that's literally how our society was built in all, in all ways, right? Like, like you can't just say my neighbor's a witch without proving she's a witch. Yeah. And it's definitely seemed like our, our status has changed in the innocent until proven guilty. In Vic's case, it seems like people are saying he's guilty until he's proven innocent. Well... But there's always been a um, society like PR. Yeah. Some people win PR even when they're guilty, and some people lose PR even when they're innocent. That has nothing to do with the courts or the crimes, right? Yeah. But, um, you know, for me, uh, at probably one of the lowest points during my separation, uh, during my divorce, uh, a voice actress, she, you know, I was doing my stuff that I do at con- conventions where I help people out. And she gave me a kiss on the cheek and a super long hug. And she didn't know what was going on with me or anything. And probably just saw that I was maybe having a bad day. She didn't ask for, for permission. Uh, she just did it. And I was super happy. Like I was like, like that was the highlight that I still like, like remember. Mm-hmm. And yet a lot of people, if they'd taken a photo or something of that moment, they could have been like, oh, there was, there was no consent. And again, that was up to the person to read the moment. Mm -hmm. And if, um, if I was upset or offended in some way, which I wasn't, then, uh, and I would say the name, but I don't want to cause trouble for anybody. I know exactly who you're talking about. So if I had... Um, a problem to me, I wouldn't have let her reach. I wouldn't have let her like reach in and, and, and kiss my cheek or anything like that. So, um, that, 
This like, is this is the same thing you and I have talked about, Rich, before with another cosplayer who, well, not Vic Mignogna, it's not cosplay, but a, a cosplayer who is yeah, also totally had, a different person, not a voice actress, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> lots and lots and lots of controversy with her, but it's something you pointed out to me that I didn't, but then it switches. So I pointed out that the guy never asked for this cosplayer to grab yep. his ass, and you're right. I, I You know. He didn't. He didn't, but there was nothing to say that he was offended by it, and I was See, doing that, it myself. That's so big. That's yeah. so big. And, you know, I want to, uh, like, consent. Which is not to say, like, all guys want to be fondled. Like, mm-hmm. I, women I fondle and me. I, it's, I'm fine with it, but some guys aren't. They're not okay with it. And I agree consent is strongly should advise to get consent. And, and I'm not saying, like, incidents like this happen where, you know, people don't ask for consent, they do something, yep. and it goes, I'm look. Now, and that, it, and it all goes back to the same thing I said at the beginning, yeah. guys. If you felt uncomfortable, say something. Yep. Because that person's going to continue to do what they're doing because... And, history, it, and it doesn't make it okay if they have a history of nobody saying anything. That doesn't make it okay. Yeah. It, I'm just saying it, it makes you understand where their view is coming from, where yeah. they got their base. And, and I would argue that when you tell them, most of the time they're just going to change their behavior. Mm-hmm. Because if they do it to 100 people and the 100 people are all happy mm-hmm. and then one person almost breaks on crying. Yeah. And, they're like, and the person's like, wait, what? They're going to they're gonna be like from now on, like, can I argue? Are yeah. You, you okay with it? From then that point on, because these people that go to cons, like uh, the the voice actors, the streamers, a lot of these people who come out, they all they they know the con sends them out like a, a legal thing. But like, hey, do you think you can meet these terms uh, yep. coming to our convention? Uh, and they usually be like, yeah, actually, those sound reasonable. Yeah. Those are mine. They sign contracts, guys. Like. Cons can all, all that sign them and allow them to come out is because they got approved by the building or the vendor saying like, hey, uh, if you can just make sure that you, people follow these rules, you can invite whoever you want uh, at this price. And then that's why cons make all these guests, sign contracts and be like, OK. Yep. Now, having said all that, I don't I don't have really any opinion. Um, the only people that I've seen complaining about Vic are people that I really, um, that I really like that I know in real life and that I appreciate, like I, I trust their opinions, but they're complaining about Vic for other people. Yep. And because of that, even though I respect their opinions, I, I'm not going to make a second or third or fourth hand judgment on this person i haven't seen anybody um that i interact with say that he did this to them other than to say oh yeah he was you know creepy because he did like a french style kiss or whatever um yeah i, I wish he would have said something i guess years ago if this is your opinion but yeah but i, don't, I didn't see anybody uh that i know personally say that he has um been a sexual predator to them mm-hmm. just that he was overly touchy feely or whatever and um that's a problem now and it didn't used to be a problem and that's fine our our, our, our culture has to change mm-hmm. our culture has to change and people have to be on guard um 
this is this is something like a, a big problem for my like I'm an employer, right? So I have a lot of employees and I have to worry that oh, you know what? I go out with my male employees by themselves, just one of them to lunch. I won't do that with my female employees. Now, that protects me, but it hurts the female employees who don't get to go to lunch because and this is this is like real stuff. Um, it turns out that the people who go to lunches with the boss get promotions more often than other people. And so ultimately, by me protecting myself from ever being alone with a female employee, it's not that it has nothing to do with looking. It's protecting me. I'm safe. Mm-hmm. It it holds her back because when I think, who can I trust to get a promotion? Who, who do I, I'm going to oh, trust the guy I know. John, John, yeah. we had lunch the other day. He told me that he was working on those things. Yeah, like he knows what, what's going on because I, I heard him right from his mouth. Yeah. So I have to think of like other ways to interact with them to give the women an opportunity to prove that they can do the job as well. Not just because that I know him more because I spent more time with him, but at the same time, uh, I refuse. I absolutely refuse to put myself at risk, just uh, because they're like, "No, you should still still take her out for lunch." Like, no, I'm not going to be in a car with her alone. I don't want that. Because I'm not going to risk myself. Yeah, there's just too many. The yeah. the the climate we live in, it's just not safe to do it for basically anybody. Yeah, and so I'm not going to be. Side. I'm not going to be touching, feeling like French kissing, you know, and not French kissing, French <laughs> cheek kissing. What's it yeah. called? There's a name for it. Um, cheek kissing. It, I don't know how to, it's B-I-S-E. I don't know how to pronounce it though. It's like Bise or Bise or something like that. Bise. Yeah, yeah I think like... Bise. Yeah. So uh, I'm not going to be doing that to anybody Yeah. Um, because I, I just, you know, anybody can give me a hug, male or female, give me a hug. I, I'm totally on board for, for hugs and stuff like that. I need, I, I'm trying to get out of my Germanic, like, you know, and uptightness. I'll, I'll be the first to admit that I, I, every now and, well, not every now and then, just about every week I listen to our previous podcasts on, on the ride here yeah, uh, just to see if there was anything that changed from last week to this week. And uh, there was something you said last week that very much pertains to this entire conversation. And it's to all the accusers and everybody there, trust, but verify. Yeah. You need to not. You need to trust that they're trying to tell you the truth, but make sure it's right because there's so many people out there that are willing to just throw a man's throw this guy into the dumpster just because they and, you know, looked at him wrong. Him, or, and me being a guy, all of us being a guy, and Vic being a guy, I'm not trying to be uh, oh menace, blah blah blah. I'm not trying to do anything. Stick up. He could he could be a woman or he could be transgender. Anything uh, his choice or whatever. It could be any kind of uh, gender uh, in the situation. I'm stating this because I want everybody to know we are looking at this as equal headed as we can come at it. Yeah. And I, I'm proud to say that I have I have a friend. Um, I have a good friend that is going through a sex change now, I believe. Um, I have a friend who was gender neutral for a long time, but then has chosen that male is actually the, the gender term that they prefer. And it's just, you know, it's stuff that I just, I get used to. It's, I feel like I have at least some equal say for the entire thing. Cause I, I know people that are in every corner of the, in the, of the world. Basically. I just, I, I think, you know, for the people who 
who feel that Vic Mignogna violated them, state your case. Yes. Go yeah. go about it. Do what you're going to do, please. If it because a not only will it if Vic did do it, it'll help us get closer to figuring out these these allegations. But most of all, it'll bring peace to your conscience. Mm-hmm. Yep. And which, um, is, which is what I really want uh, for all all of you because yeah. that's what all of us deserve, to be honest. And I'm really getting, I don't know, I'm getting sick of seeing these videos, again, where people are offended for other people. Because yeah. the one I just watched was, Wait, yeah. look at Vic jumps on this guy's shoulders. And that's what happened. The, uh uh, you know, he shouldn't have been doing that. that he jumped really, in the guy's shoulders. They they don't know each that other. That pushes my buttons. Like, <laughs> and but it comes it comes out that the guy said, or from what she said, the guy said that he was uncomfortable having Vic on his shoulders. But when you watch the video, they're both smiling and laughing and having a good time. And yep, it's hard to interpret that. You know, it didn't right. look like that he was offended by it, and until afterwards, he's like, oh, I. That, but don't tell us. Tell Vic. Yep. If you were offended by it, tell him. Like, that wasn't cool. He didn't know. Yep. All right. Want to move on? So that's our rant. Yeah. <laughs> what do we got left? Oh, we got, corner. we got your corner. Meeple Corner. Meeple Corner. And this right. is... The, this first bit of news is something I was excited almost to read. Almost. Yeah. So, almost. Um, Villainous. Villainous is, a, is actually kind of a cool little game. Like, this is a very much like not an indie game this is a hardcore like retail game um it's big ip right disney and you get to play as different villains and we played it the other day it was a white elephant gift a pretty cool white elephant gift and, mad that uh, i got stolen from me because i had it at one point <laughs> um and uh they they uh apparently somebody put this out on the shelves and somebody tried to buy it and uh, it turns out that they're not releasing it until March. Yeah. It is called Wicked to the Core. And so Wicked, far as, Wicked with an E-T. Oh, Wicked. Yeah, Wicked, Wicked to the Core. Uh, super excited. And then it was like, oh, uh, they're, you know, we all talked about what villains might they add. Yeah. So what what I think uh, was just left out by accident was oh. villainous. The, the game is super fun. But in the website, they have give us your idea for an expansion. Like what? If, what villains? What would you like to see yeah. in the expansion? And this is what they're talking about: Ooh. is Wicked to the Core is the expansion to Villainous, and we all—I <laughs> don't want to say we all came to the conclusion of who should be the villain because I think we all had different opinions on who should be the next villain. We yeah. never I settled. Two choices, I <laughs> but I think the one that Rich is about to say is the one that was least popular, at least with our group. Uh, well, definitely Doctor Facilier. Uh, that was pretty lowly rated. Yeah. Uh, Evil Queen, which is so similar. Like, I mean, Evil Queen is Snow White versus uh, Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Right? Maleficent is Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I just feel like Evil Queen is, like, kind of redundant. And then no, hate. you have them backwards now. Evil Queen is Sleeping Beauty. Snow oh. White is Maleficent. Okay, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then Hades. I Honestly, I like Hades. Hades so. I'm fucking excited yeah, for. Yeah, super excited yeah. about Hades. But we were hoping, uh, I know the one that was tossed around the most was uh, Scar. So, yeah. Uh, Scar was cast around and Shao Kahn was uh, yeah. tossed um, around. Damn, there was one other one too that we were talking about. The one I wanted was uh, the Olaf. The, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> voodoo Doctor. That's that, Dr. That, Dr. F- Dr. F- you got yours. Dr. Yeah, Dr. Facilia. Yeah. That's that Voodoo Doctor. So that's, that's one I that's coming. Hear, I'm sorry, I didn't hear it at first. Yeah. Uh, you know what? To be fair, 
Everybody got one character yeah. they like. And to be even more fair, as long as they just keep coming out with expansions, I'm happy because there's and the, fast. The, the way that this game works is every single character you play as has a completely different mechanic to win. Yeah. Now, some of them might have the same kind of, you know, you need to unlock this area and then do this thing at this point. But some people have it easier to do. Some are harder to do. It just depends on how you draw the cards. You said the e, uh, Evil Queen? Evil Queen, yeah. Snow White. Snow White. Or, oh, that's see, I, I just did it. Not Snow White. Sleeping Beauty. Snow okay. White is Maleficent. Sleeping Beauty is the Evil Queen. That's what I figured. Yes. So we have... I'm excited. Have they need to come out with more, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, the Evil Queen... Hades and who? Dr. Facilia, your voodoo doctor. No, I already said so. It all, it's three? It's three. Just three. Yeah, just three. Mm-hmm. Hades, Hades You know what? Actually, and th- you know what? That's why I figured we probably didn't get Shao Kahn and uh, Scar, because I figured maybe we'll do an animal pack. Maybe. Maybe. Or it seems in this pack that Hades is the most widely popular one. Maybe they'll take Scar and put him in with two other lesser villains. Yeah. And then Shao Kahn and put him in with two other lesser villains. Maybe. I don't think Shao Kahn's as popular as, as Scar is. Depending but, on the price point, I'm okay yeah. with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited to see how much it costs. We don't have a price yet. Oh, you know what? So what's really interesting about this is that actually this is a continuation of a recent trend. And the trend is that now they're not making expansions for board games. They're making standalone expansions. So is this a standalone? It oh, it can be. Yeah, that's right. You, you can just play these it, three oh, characters. Yes. The win fact. That's right. The win factor comes with the person that Which you're playing. I think as. That's totally cool because I, you you literally could start off with your character. Like if you want um, a certain character, you can be like, oh, I can just go get that and play. Or so say mm-hmm. somebody already has like us. We have the villainous. Now say we hated those characters. No. Yeah. Say we hated those. And we had another friend that wanted to play. Be like, oh, bro, you can just go buy that and I can be your deck. Like, you yeah, just, you can go get Hades if you want. You want to play Hades? Go get it. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's because more of these games are being sold in stores like Target and Walmart. And they're saying they don't want to have people return games and say, I thought I could play this by itself. Yeah. So the other, the, what I think the big point that Rich is trying to point out here is you have three friends or you have two friends including yourself, you go by this expansion that came out that has three characters in it. You can sit down and play right now. Yeah, yeah. just play. You don't need anything else. I think else. that's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I think it's interesting. Not all games will work that well, you know, yeah. using that, but... Legendary. Um, <laughs> you know, the I'm sure a lot of, like, actually, I know a lot of, like, my hardcore comic book friends get kind of angry at how mainstream that the comic book movies have kind of made things Mm -hmm. and, and the things that happen in the movies actually get rippled back into the comic books Mm -hmm. so that they can then ripple back out to to movies. And some of these comic book people, um, they're very elitist. They're very elitist. (laughs) They don't, they don't want this mainstream stuff. Um, but this is going to affect board games too. Like board games are going mainstream. You know who it won't affect? Sandy Peterson. He's going to keep doing his own business. Yeah, he does his own Kickstarter. Yeah. <laughs> funny, like, but we I, love I you, Sandy. I don't think this is extremely important news, but funny enough, uh, Nick Jonas is coming back for Jumanji 2. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> Didn't read that. Talking about board games becoming yeah. you know, two yeah. movies. And I want to play Jumanji a PC game because a board game won't ever really be that good. But PC, you like... Think it's going to stay... 
do you think it like the or a console? I mean, whatever. Well, you can spoiler you, alert to Jumanji. Do you think that Jumanji is going to stay as a a video game, or do you think it's going to update to like a uh, something else? So the the newest Jumanji is a it, they were it was the board game and then they tucked it away and then the game was like you're gonna play me so it came out as a video game. Does and it play there, like the movie? That your characters are supposed to be like doing stuff and they get sucked into the game, so, or is it supposed to be like the board game? So it's um, it plays like the video game, like like a, a video game would. Yeah. So so it, you become the the character that the video game is stating that you're gonna be. Yeah. Instead of, you know, you're playing a board game where mm-hmm, you're mm-hmm. you, yeah. the Jumanji has four characters in embedded in the game, yep. and you become one of those four characters in the game. I, I guess my question is, is when you play the game, are you now running around in a jungle trying not to be eaten by animals? That's or, what happened, right? And I didn't see that. That's what happens in the movie. Yeah. And that's, uh, so is that what happens in the game? Oh, I, I don't... I don't or is see- it... Cause, because it, it could be two ways. It, the game could play like a board game, yeah. Or the game could play like the movie, because lots of movies okay. let you play. Oh, yeah. Not the game. No, it's not. Get, like, do you think the movie, the ne- this next one that's going to have Nick Jonas uh, come back, is? Do you think it's going to be uh, a console game, or do you think it's going to be some like app or like something like that? Oh, um, or you probably still be a console. Yeah, I think what I think what Rich is getting at is. Because the app would be like download, like what you, you like accidentally download this word link. I don't know. It's easier to make it a cartridge. I think I think what Rich is getting at though is uh, say you're standing in front of the Jumanji cabinet, the video game, mm-hmm. and you put a quarter in and you hit start. What happens? Are you in the jungle or is that game playing the board game? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Because okay. I don't think they even explained it in the movie. Like yeah. it showed a few characters and then they were just those characters. Hmm. They didn't show what actually happened. But yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty cool. I, I haven't seen Jumanji yet, but I heard good things. So I, uh, latest, last thing in Meeple Corner is a, another Kickstarter. Another uh, another person I'm very fond of made this game. Munchkin Dungeon. Yeah. Uh, this looks amazing. This is uh, going to have beautiful miniatures. It looks like it's going to be super fun. It's going to have side quests. It's already been funded, so it's totally safe. And it's, you... it's Steve Jackson making it, Steve right? Jackson, okay, yeah, yeah. So if you liked, you know, Munchkin, um, but you want to go full-on minis like Cthulhu Wars or something, like, this is that game for you. These 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 look like miniatures of the monsters that you've seen drawn in the Munchkin games. Like if you're cool. If you're listening to the podcast right now or, or you're watching us on YouTube... I can guarantee that either you or a friend owns some version of Munchkin because it's just it's how true. it is. <laughs> yeah. Everybody has one. We this, have one right here. How, this is how easy it was for us to find out. <laughs> there's there's a copy right there. Yeah. Munchkin has Old made so Munchkin. many copies. Look, look, if you're watching us on YouTube, you saw how easy that was for me to look inside a board game <laughs> and find it. There's a bunch of them in here. Actually, um, have you played all of them or most of them? Oh, I mean, I've played like seven or eight. I mean, they have way more than that. Which, which one would you say is your favorite of the ones you've played? Steampunk. Steampunk was good. Yeah, Steampunk I was good. I was very fond of um, Cthulhu Munchkin. I like Cthulhu Munchkin and a lot. Yeah. I think I like superhero ones. And I think even, I, I like the superhero one, but I think my favorite one is Axe Cop. Well, um, have you played the board game with I, the little standees? Yeah, yeah. I really like that one. Yeah. That one plays really well. I'm really looking forward. I think that there's still some problems with it, some balance things. Yeah. I think this one 
This one looks hardcore. It yeah. has side quests. It looks it looks and neat. The one thing that I backed it. The one course. thing that uh, Steve Jackson did, or the Munchkin Company did, um, for just those games, yeah. not not the the quote unquote board game or the dungeon game that's coming out, but the regular Munchkin games yeah. was there was things that you could get outside of the game that affected your game, which yeah. made me laugh. There was a Munchkin shot glass that said um, if you take a drink from the shot glass while you're playing Munchkin, you get plus one attack. There's a Munchkin T-shirt that says plus one to defense or something like that. Like If you buy the app, which I did, then you can use the app to roll the dice for you. And it gives you a cheat plus one. Yeah. <laughs> so you can have all these cheat plus yeah. ones. It was cool. Like they're, they're, they know how to market it pretty, pretty well to get pretty their stuff sold. I was excited about that. Uh, the last, uh, the last thing that we always do every, every week we have our, would you rather, which this, this week I'm actually a little surprised. Honestly surprised. Same, I am same surprised. I'm kind of like, mm, they are both amazing. So we're not 100 million subscribers, super famous. No, but we had what That's I, what we like percentages. Yeah. I feel like we had a, a decent amount of votes. We had, we had, uh, a, it was, it was a decent amount of votes. Yeah. Um, but the last week's question was in the Kingdom Hearts universe, would you rather see the Marvel universe come as a world or the Star Wars universe come in as a world? And we were at an exact 50, 50 split. So 50% of the people wanted Marvel and 50% of the people wanted Star Wars. Like I said, surprising, but not because both of those franchises are big worlds that are amazing that have a lot of love from many fans a lot of fan fix about both stories a lot of theories a lot 15 years ago it would have been all it would have been almost entirely star wars yeah and 10 years from now at the way star wars is going it'll be almost entirely marvel and i actually now i have i forgot i actually have a new response to an age-old question who's your favorite disney princess Who's mine? Yeah. Who's my favorite Disney princess? Hmm. I know mine. Mine is Shuri. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Black Panther's sister is technically a princess, and she's in the Disney universe now. Shuri's my favorite Disney princess. (laughs) I kind of go for that. A lot of people would say in this case, because I've heard it before, as uh, Leia is my favorite Disney princess because also, you know. She's like my grandma. Yeah. Hmm. But no, it's, it's funny. Oh, Kyrie. Is she a princess though? Oh, she is a princess of heart, isn't she? Yeah, you're right. Spoiler. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you haven't played any of the Kingdom Hearts, it's not going to make a difference anyway. So, uh, But yeah, so that leaves us with what our... What are this week's question? Would you rather would be this week? And I'm not even gonna lie, I forgot what it was. So I have to go uh, look oh. at it again. What the, the question is? Okay, yeah. So there is a huge meme war going on right now. Well, there always is in, always in 2019. Is, yeah. But we're gonna make this even harder. We're gonna make it harder. Who would win in a fight? Saitama from One Punch Man, the Bald King, or Kung Fu master who only uses 0.001% of his power. Shaggy. You guys know where to go to vote. I cannot wait to see the answers to this one. <laughs> this is going to be good. <laughs> I, I I mean, 
not only can you vote, but you can comment. Yes, yeah. you can. Let me, yeah. let me hear all the shit talk or the shit posting that you want. Yeah. I, I'm ready. It is going to be good. Uh, I just, just because... Uh, it's, all right. And if you made it this far into the episode, again, we appreciate you. Uh, check us out on YouTube. Um, watch us there. Check us out on the Patreon. Watch us there. Watch us. Watch us there if you want. I mean, it's just talk to us. Here. Give us ideas. Yeah, talk to us. Give us ideas. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was going with that. I had something. Just follow Dorkside Cookies everywhere: Instagram, uh, Patreon, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Twitch. I had a very oh. Um, I was going to say, if you made it this far into the episode, we're going to give you a little spoiler of what comes up next week. Next week is all about reboots. So we're going to delve into the world of IMDb and see everything that's being rebooted or remade. Oh, not even just IMDb. Well, not everything, because the last time I checked, there was 192 reboots, oh, I think, in the world. We're going to talk for 17 hours. About <laughs> no, that's what we'll do at our panel. We're going to try to pick the most yeah. interesting. We're going to pick some really good reboots and we're going to talk about it if we're excited yeah. or not. Yeah. So. so once again, guys, also, uh, if you also want to know about things, events we're uh, heading out to, uh, Level Up Expo. Yes. That is in Las Vegas. Uh, you guys can catch us there. They're still, We're still working on the idea of our booth, but... I have good news. The panel looks like we're moving forward with it. Awesome. We're putting in more details to it, and we'll let, get back to you guys next week about that. And if you want to watch stupid people eat stupid things, you can watch this and taste this as well. So, uh, yeah, taste this is another YouTube channel. Go we'll look at it. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.